Go ahead. Say it, Andrew. Just, I mean... Say what, yo. say what you were just saying. <laughs> Not yo. Right before that. Oh! From a oh little my commercial. God. No, <clears throat> Ready? Everyone. Everyone, everyone. Prepare for my uh, welcome to the podcast. <clears throat> What's that? <laughs> Good. I did it better. Oh, no. oh this is <laughs> ignore that rife. <laughs> we're we're uh, this is this is Yo's is racist in the raw today because everyone is fucking early bird special. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah, it's so early the, the for late... y'all. I forgot. I'm sorry. That's why it's not that early. It's West Coast early. But... It's Chicago medium early. Mm-hmm. It's Chicago party early. It's West Coast regular early. I'm for uh, because my Chicago time has been nonstop party. This is Chicago dawn for me, and I sound like it. So you're welcome, everybody. It's the new Dick Wolf show. Chicago dawn. It's just like a bunch of people have to get up early and go to like their baristas. <laughs> I might watch an episode. <laughs> so like, I would definitely think about checking it out. I would That's for his, sure, watch that would that. be. His least pro cop, yeah. Uh, Except, I mean, by a mile. I, look, I was a barista for a long time, and a lot of your customers are cops. That's just how it goes. Oh, of yeah. course. I mean, it's still pretty pro cop, <laughs> but at least it's not the most pro cop. Guys, I'm in rough shape. I'm in the best rough shape possible. I have been in Chicago all week. I'm still in Chicago. I've been at the official Star Trek convention, Mission Chicago. It's my first real in-person con, and it was so much fun, and I blew out my voice, and it's all my own fault for just carrying on and screaming and going to bars <laughs> after and singing with a <laughs> singing with one of the bands yesterday. That's and not... I just... Is that your fault? That feels like... Admittedly, I haven't been to Chicago in a while, but that is simply Chicago. It is simply Chicago. It's every time I come here. However, the added thing of like, and now you're going to meet thousands of people, <laughs> uh, which was really delightful. I cannot, I was so floored at the number of Yo! fans that came out, Yay. at the number of Wild. suboptimal subscribers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was, I was so touched and like shocked because I've done, you know, I've done music and comedy for so long and the, the the two worlds don't often mix. You know, if people know me from singing with John Langford or whatever other band shit they might know me from, sometimes they're kind of like, wait, you do a podcast or like, are you on a TV show I've seen or something? Like they don't, they just don't know, you know, what, all the stuff I do. And I'm, I'm very used to that or like explaining why I'm standing mm-hmm. in a certain place. <laughs> and so <laughs> this was the first time I had people coming up being like, we know all your things, or we're here because we're not even really Star Trek fans. We're just here because we're suboptimal people, and you mentioned it on last week's Yo Can We Live. I was wow. like, what that the fuck? Wild. You paid for a badge to come and talk to my dumb face? Thank what? you so much. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Um, Andrew, you got people that are like, well, now we got a photo op with you, so now we need a photo op with Andrew. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's... I don't know if he's coming to a Star Trek con, but like, <laughs> maybe I, a I Yo guess I would show. If I were invited... I would yeah. go. I guess I could have tagged along. I could have tagged along to this one, huh? I should have. I Look, couldn't I, have, but 
you could have. I brought so many people that the convention <laughs> shut me off, shut me down. They cut me off of asking for more badges. And it yeah. did feel very punk rock. It felt very like my character in Lower Decks. I was like, you want Mariner? You're getting Mariner. I'm being annoying and I'm asking for too many favors. And the and the corporate the corporate suits were like, please stop. That's so great. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, way awesome. I perceived it from Instagram was a uh, friend of the show, Cody Ziegler, sometimes enemy of the show, former producer Zig. Um, I, I had lunch with him and it was like, it just feels like every Tawny thing happened at the same time. <laughs> well, this was specifically when you were um, singing with what we were like, is that a Star Trek band like what is yeah. happening here <laughs> and then what i said was i was like what is there music do they do music in because it's not like star wars where they have that like max rebo band or whatever there isn't like a band band in star trek and then i said and I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember the direct quote from me in the car with zig yesterday i think i said doesn't Picard play like oboe bluegrass or some shit like that? <laughs> he plays a Russican flute. Um, but oboe bluegrass is pretty, that's pretty fantastic and it's pretty close. Good memory. That a, that's as far as I got. I think it's mostly from the memes. I can see um, Patrick Stewart like blowing on something and grooving out to music in like an animated GIF. Yeah, you're right. Good memory. But like, I couldn't remember what the instrument was. <laughs> well, because it's not real. It's a flute from another life. That he, It doesn't matter. But look, uh, <laughs> the thing is, my voice is trash to the point where I was doing, uh, I took a photo with a lovely family with two little kids. And the little kids looked at me and they go, are you the sound of Mariner? And I said, yes, I am the sound of Mariner. And they go, can you make a Mariner sound? And so I said one of the lines and I gave it real gusto and they just stared at me and one kid goes, you don't sound like her. Oh! <laughs> and then because I was like, well, this kid is challenging me now. I was like, well, let me try again. And I gave him another line. You're pulling out scripts. <laughs> Truly, I was like, you want to see my call sheet, kid? Um, <laughs> That's me. I did it again. I did another line and they just stared at me blankly. And the other kid was like, we don't hear Mariner. I was like, well, you know, what? I've been shouting all weekend yeah. and I went to a club last night. So. And then they were like, there's Mariner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Shut up, kid. I've been yelling all weekend. There we go. Found oh, there it. we go. Found it. Um, yeah, but it was really, it was really lovely. And like a uh, special shout out to, there were so many black fans and like black women Trekkies that, you know, I don't know if they were going up to everybody. They probably were going up to Sonequa Martin Green a fair amount, but like they really made a point to come up to me and like show me that we are out here in full force. And I, it was truly lovely and touching. Um, I got a shout out to a podcast, the Sci-Fi Sisters, um, Yvette and Tamia, they, Tamia, sorry, they were um, so incredibly kind and just like fun and it was so nice to just talk to like other black women fans about what their experience has been. So thank you all for sharing your time with me. Everyone was like thanking me for talking to them, but I was like, I'm getting just as much out of this. Yeah. You know, just being mm -hmm. able to connect with people. So I really loved it. Did it feel good to be back at the McCormick place? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the story I was telling um, my other like Trek cast people, cause like Anthony Rapp, who's on Star Trek discovery, he's from Joliet and like a couple people cool. kind of been to Chicago before and they were like, when's the last time you were at McCormick? And I was like, to be perfectly honest with you, I think it was like a, I don't know, like a Buick uh, yep. company convention. I was a cater waiter. I was catering. 
And I remember on my like 20 minute lunch break, I went outside. McCormick is the biggest convention hall in North America. It's absolutely massive and it's right on the lake. And after, like during my break, I went outside, walked all the way around it so I could sit on the bike path on the lakefront just and like see some nature. And I just sat there like miserable, eating a tuna sandwich, hating my life. And just being like, I hope I never come back to this godforsaken <laughs> death star of a building. I hate all these people. I hate passing around buffalo mozzarella canapes. Um, and now I'm back for this incredible reason. And it was just really, it was a beautiful bookend. So, wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. It was really great. Yeah. I think I said yeah. this on Yo Can We Live, but my McCormick memories are going to the car show, the auto show every year with my grandpa and him sitting in like every car and then saying to me, could you imagine if this was mine? <laughs> <laughs> like, wouldn't you freak out? <laughs> what, every single car. Wow. A Mercedes mm-hmm. 2004. Could you imagine if this was mine? <laughs> could you imagine? That's really funny. I mean, that is the whole point of an auto show. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Can you imagine this is mine? No, I could not. No, it would <laughs> be, really be weird. weird. <laughs> Super weird. But man, yeah. that sounds fun and cool and exhausting. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm dead. I'm absolutely yeah. dead. Because I did two days and I think sometimes the option for these things is to just do one day, but it was my first one and I was like, I you know, there's a lot for me to like do here. Um mm-hmm. you mentioned that band, they were these guys called Five Year Mission and they had just tweeted something about like when they saw when they uh, the convention announced I was going. They tweeted something about like should we learn a Talking Head song for Hell her because yeah. <laughs> they knew I was in a tribute band, and I was like oh I'll sing it with you or whatever. So then one of the dudes like was very uh, d- uh, a welcome persistence he had all weekend to keep checking with me to see if I wanted to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, a good time. Man. Why wow. are you both wrecked? Mm, I just, uh, I'm on, I'm on hiatus from work for a month. So it was that like week leading up to, uh, from, uh, we, we just like, you know, while, while we were getting into this hiatus, we, we like, uh, had a lot of shit to finish yeah. and then a little bit of drinking to do. I, uh. I just, I had one of those like. So it was like Friday, we got out of like, I don't know, late afternoon and we're like, fuck it, let's go to the bar. We won't see everyone for a month or so. And it just like didn't stop. Really. <laughs> sure. Did you feel you like know. because I was go- running around crazy, you bar was feel high. like, yeah, I feel like I got to match this on this coast. I definitely didn't. No, mine was <laughs> like sort of a low key. Mine was the way it's like, like. You know, you're supposed to have like a uh, whatever, like uh, I'm trying to what is it, like eight cups of water a day. Yeah. Um, and and you know you space it out over the course of the day. Mine was like that, but with like Pilsner. But, sure, <laughs> sure. You had your eight like, cups of Pilsner. At no point was I like wasted. Um, right. But it was one of those like, yeah, I kind of put in like a full like work day of drinking three days in a row. Wow. Yeah. That's a you lot know, of work. Just like too much. I saw you in Iffy's story for a little bit. I was like, oh man, the party boys now. The party yeah. boys. Yeah, it was really, it was nice. Oh, Iffy came down to uh, uh, Solidarity and Snacks nice. on uh, Saturday that. morning. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. If everyone, if anyone uh, feels like donating to a mutual aid 
effort in Skid Row, Los Angeles. Uh, what is it? I think it's just Venmo, Solidarity, and Snacks. Um, but I don't know. Double check. It's somewhere on my social media. Yeah, it's around. <laughs> you, you can find their Instagram you can find to it. get the info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very cool. Um, but what the hell else did I do? I think I... Oh, I built a dresser. Wow. And that hey. actually... For the for the second time, the first time I did something like this was like over pre-vaccination COVID, mm-hmm. and I like I like put together a TV stand. And both times, uh, this and that, this one was not necessary. I don't know why I did it, but they were like, the box says it's like a two-person job. It's really mm-hmm. like a one and one-third person job. Like you could have one person and then like literally like a five-year-old just to hold a board for a second would like <laughs> accomplish it. But uh-huh. it was this thing where I was doing a lot of like very sort of not advisedly like holding some particle board with my chin while I'm like holding an electric <laughs> drill that actually was oh, pointing no. towards me. Oh, like, no. uh-huh. <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> so you needed, you didn't need another helper. You needed to have had a child at least four or five years ago. Yeah. yeah. A little assistant. Yeah. Cause it's not, I guess, I guess it would be nice to have like a, another like adult human being uh, <laughs> to like lift a couple things. Yeah. yeah. Peanuts not really helping. It was, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was like a real, uh, anyway. So I weirdly, I'm like very sore all over as well. Sure. Having, having done a construction task that was not, why, why, why did I do this? I could have, any number of things could have happened. <laughs> you could have waited till you had a friend. Yeah. I had to make a friend, but you know, that's some that's some shit I should do. You know? Have a friend. Have friends Maybe to help once. you build stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm I'm dumb. Uh I've I've been filibustering over Kevin. Kevin, what do you how I am think? wrecked because I was up till three last night. I won't say what for is little pod project that at this point won't have been released yet, but it was one of those things that uh, was very fun to work on. And then all of a sudden it's like three in the morning and you're like, I have to record in six hours. You have to go to bed. And then uh, <laughs> oh Leah's God. working on a show where her call time is like 530 in the morning. So she got up an hour after I went to bed. And then oh. it was just like, oh man, it is hard to fall back asleep. So y'all were oh. really, y'all Jesus. really made some choices. Yeah, we committed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm on that kind of like, hazy brain space right now might take a big nap after this we'll see how it goes a big nap a big 10 30 (laughs) a.m nap (laughs) at that point i think it's just going back to bed (laughs) the whole reason we're doing this now is because i have a fucking call that's why i forgot well i guess there's other reasons too but oh i was gonna i was gonna get back in bed as well but i can't you can't do my call for call from bed Probably. You know who else? <laughs> you know who else can't get back in bed? Judge mm. Ketanji Brown Jackson. Woo. She got to get up and serve America. That's right. It went through. It happened. America's check didn't bounce to her. We uh, we we did it. We made made good on our promise to just you know yeah. to just have any semblance of I don't know diversity or reflecting of America in the highest yeah. court in the land. Um, there's a little six second clip of just her. There's a clip floating around of her and Biden. I'm like, fine. But there's a clip that's just a close up of her face, like right after she gets confirmed that I found really cool. 
And uh, while yes, no no judge on this earth, I'm sure, has a perfect record that I would 100% agree with, um, I'm still happy that she gets yeah. to be there doing more good than bad. Yeah. That is what I believe she will be there doing. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, the process, disgusting. Um, multiple times, there, for some reason, the Twitter discourse this week started to bend towards, like, maybe we should give the Republicans what they want. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, at what, not Twitter discourse, but just, like, people, you know. Yeah. We'll say, we'll say comfortable white, quote, unquote, liberals are like, well, maybe it's time for compromise. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, okay. Uh um, yeah, I think historic, I mean, the, the grim part is it's like one small victory in a, like the, the sobering thing I saw someone tweet was like, um, Justice Jackson will also probably be writing dissents for the entirety of her career because our court is like a wild conservative piece of mm. shit. Um, so not to, sorry, I, why am I bringing everything down? There's no need for that right now. Um, but it's okay, you, you know, realism is welcome. Fucking think about like, oh, I know, but it's it's like a, a stop against that, I suppose. Carl and Hassan mm-hmm. were talking about. I think the Daily Show compiled a bunch of clips of Republicans saying like, "You would be incredible. You're like the most qualified person we've ever seen in here." That being said, my vote is no. Like <laughs> it was like so misleading of like we to have you here with us would be one of the most honorable things we could have in our career. Uh, you are just so smart and perfect for this role. That being said, my vote is no. It's like, yeah. wait, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I mean, I think the thing is, it's <laughs> it's just like, truly like, I, I, my point of view on this, though it is like on paper, a fucked up thing to say, um, or incorrect, logically inconsistent thing to say, but like my sort of stance that just like, Yes, both political parties are pretty racist. We live in a racist country, but like the Republicans are just the party. That is their main platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, lots of exceptions, I suppose, but like by and large, that's what they believe in. That's like the thing that drives them. And again, preserving a racist status quo seems closer to what the, you know, at least the white Democrats seem to believe in, but. Mm. I don't know. Making things actively worse, at least, doesn't seem to be on their agenda as much. Why am I like this? It's too early. I'm sorry. <laughs> we woke you up, and we I'm we sorry. shook out a pair of pants, and these are the coins that are coming out, you know? <laughs> out of the dresser. Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Yeah. Tell, so the other thing with the dresser was I got a new dresser because <laughs> my old it. dresser I thought was broken, but... Uh, in in like removing all the clothes from the old dresser, I realized the thing that was kind of fucked up about one of the drawers was easily fixable, and I fixed it in like two seconds. Oh no! So now you got two dressers. <laughs> I do have two dressers. If anyone wants a dresser, just find me in Los Angeles, and I'll give it to you. Um, wow. Do you like the new one I, more, or is it just like the same? Um, the new one. Now that it's, I I have the new one put in the place. I think the new one is less good like quality okay. uh, potential damage aside, but the old one, it, but it looks much, I'm getting rid of the old one. Sure. It looks nicer. If you, if you yeah. like this kind of casual banter about dressers, Star Trek conventions, <laughs> um, non-racism in general, please 
feel free to check out our Friday show, Yo Can We Live, available um, by subscribing at suboptimalpods.com. That's right, suboptimalpods. I, <laughs> I was talking to a friend of the show, Jessica Gao, friend of the show and enemy of me, Jessica Gao, <laughs> who said, and this is will be a little bit liberating, she straight up only listens to Yo Can We Live. <laughs> that is allowed. That is yeah. allowed. If you're well, sick of this, because here's a little secret. It's not like you're not still going to get your your vegetables. You're not still going to get your broccoli mixed in with your mac and cheese because we do stray over into the racism talk on the show that is supposed to be the antidote to racism talk. So if you're yeah. a little worn out, but here's the thing. Keep y'all's phones subscribed to this feed, and I'm dead serious Yep. because the numbers are all we care about. But if you don't want to listen, just listen mm. to the fun show. Here's, here's uh, what I worked out with uh, Gal when she dropped this little bomb. I think... If you're white, you need to still listen to Yo's as racist. <laughs> if you're not white, you can have the option. And if you're white, you have the you can think of Yo Can We Live as a reward for having done your uh, minor <laughs> racism thinking for the week. We this show not even close to enough, but especially lately, something. we've had a lot going on that we've been talking about personal <sighs> stuff. But I think that's yeah. okay for now. Oh. Wait, we can do one Hollywood follow-up, which is, what, Will Smith was banned from the Oscars for 10 years or something? Mm-hmm. Right. And how Some long did like they ban that. Roman Polanski for? Yeah, just it's just like mm-hmm. the, the fact that they're taking a stand against a black man and not any of the legions of white abusers yep. uh, mm-hmm. who have genuinely, yeah, it's just like, it's racist. It's, you know... Truly, whatever you think about what Will Smith did at the Oscars, it is like the response is like racist, just openly yeah. racist. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. That being you can, said, you can not like slapping and still not agree with the way this was. Yeah. Um, oh my god, you can you can be like that was assault. You can do all that shit if you want, and still, if you think that was more deserving of punishment than fucking Roman Polanski, Woody Allen. Like you know, any number of of folks, yeah, yeah. Um, then you're racist. Ta da! Logically connect, but but da da. Um, are we at break time? I Commercial don't, I think break. So let's do Commercial it. break. And we back. We done did Commercial it. Commercial broke. Commercial <laughs> we, done broke. We finished it. Hmm. Um. Oh my gosh. Even though we didn't actually take a break this time, I I got like, I just, I I finally I finally we've been talking like twenty minutes. I finally, finally hit a wall of finally hit a wall of fatigue. Oh well, good. I'm glad you finally <laughs> got there. Having been awake for thirty five minutes, I am <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> Is this the quickest? Is this the shortest distance of wake up to podcast you've ever had? It is for <laughs> the me. The shortest mm. unit of time? Yeah, for Kevin, yes. Probably not. 80% of the people listening, didn't they say they're recording at nine? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there have been ones where I, one or two, where I literally rolled out of bed <laughs> and or maybe had to be woken up by a phone call? <laughs> Is that possible? Perfect. That feels like possible. 
perfect. I don't know. I've I done my fair share of great. like Zooms in bed when I uh, was at Earwolf and it was like time for the morning meeting and you can have your yeah. cameras oh, yeah. off and it was like beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's my thing with uh, the health and safety meetings whenever you start a new yep. production. Health mm-hmm. and safety yeah. or like the harassment meetings. Not that I don't take them seriously, but I do do them from bed. Yeah. Well, the reason it's fair to take them not that seriously is that it's not that the subject matter is not serious. It's that they're conducted by the HR of the studios. And so hmm. they're really just about saying obvious shit to cover their legal ass, not really about stopping. And if you work on like five stopped. shows throughout the year, you hear it like every three months. It never changes. Yeah. That being said, we take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes there's a fun PowerPoint. All right. Yeah. Let's, I will um, say the the most recent one I did at Netflix was thankfully bit free. Oh, I have not had that experience. Ooh, just smooth. Got it over in like twenty three minutes or whatever. It's great. I believe I sat in on one once with the cast of Space Force that used almost exclusively the office imagery and memes and it was not uh, comfortable as you can imagine sure. <laughs> everyone was fine but i was uncomfortable did they do it intentionally yeah i think they thought it was funny yeah it was you uh know, strange that's a uh, a weird choice well yep. anyway love you netflix um love you <laughs> we're doing doing a voicemail or some shit what's happening yeah yeah let's do that <laughs> Hey y'all, love the show. Um, I am a white person who grew up in Appalachia and now lives in the Pacific Northwest. And I'm pretty sure I'm overthinking this, but I am stressing about the fact that I do not have any super close friends of color. Um, I definitely have some friends that like, we're good buddies, but when I think of like my top five, they're all white and now that the pandemic is still happening, but happening less, I'm starting to make new friends for the first time in quite a while, like a barista and a perfect person off Instagram. But the first thing I think now is like, oh shit, they're still white. And I don't want to become someone who is like trying to pick up friends of color because <laughs> ew, but also if I don't have any what people of color in my wedding party, I should be someone who to avoid, according to y'all. But I know I'm probably overthinking it a bit, but I would love for y'all to just roast me as you see fit. Uh, I also use they, them pronouns. Thank you. Love the show. I Thank will say, you. I think for the record, we meant like the wedding photo of the wedding guests. If you have an all-white wedding... I mean, nice I think for it. I would. I would also say your wedding party should be more diverse than it is. But yeah, I don't know. Um, that 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 was my one little caveat to that. It's just like, all right, this caller at least has like, you know, if it's just like a top five situation, <laughs> that starts to get weird. Also, ranking your friends like that, and I'm not saying I don't do it, but it's deeply. <laughs> Coming in at number three, Trish. <laughs> if Andrew's number three was someone named Trish, I would move him out of my top five. <laughs> I'd be like, who the fuck is this? Um, yeah. Wait, just someone totally new. 
I know. I'm like, wait, what? Huh? Um, you say Trish? I, I think this is one of those, like, there's no great answer for you, caller. I, I think they hit it on the head when they said, like, they don't want to go around, you know, picking people. Like, you know, it's it's hard mm-hmm. to do right and it's real easy to do wrong. Well, but it, the effort yeah. is important. Yeah. Also, I do think it is like, and it's hard for me to put myself in this mindset of like the stress of this. But the thing is, it's like any other like type of friend. Or if you think about how you accumulated your white friends, which is just like you meet more of the type of person. And that makes it more likely that you will click with someone on a top five friend level. <laughs> like, just like hang out with more people. Um, you know, yep. I think, and, and like, and it's also okay to sort of cultivate the relationships you have. Little, little red flag when uh, the, they said barista. Uh, that was a little like, hmm, I hope they don't mean the barista that serves them. <laughs> In the morning. I mean, I know people that go to the, I mean, there would be people that would come to the coffee shop every single day, same time. So you do form yeah. an acquaintanceship and maybe, maybe they took it outside of that and became friends. Yeah. You got to so hang out outside the, outside yeah. of the caribou coffee before you can Someone, count it as a friend. No one can be on the clock during a friendship. <laughs> Andrew, then we have to revise our whole shit. <laughs> we don't do things unless it's a work write-off. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I mean, but that's like sort of chicken and the egg of Hollywood. Because um, like, actually, there's probably a lot of people that technically, according to what I tell the IRS... I'm having business meetings with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't have any friends, it turns out. (laughs) Yeah, not a one. Uh, We're just just blessed to be in business with so many people. (laughs) Just bountiful business opportunities. I got drinks with a group of friends a couple months ago, and there was like one couple there who I didn't know, so I introduced myself, and they were like, Hi, I'm Tim. This is my girlfriend, Mary. And then I said to my friend Harry, who was like hosting it, like, how do you know, how do you guys know each other? And then my friend went, he's the barista at my favorite coffee shop. And then I didn't Whoa. know what to say. And I was just like, I love coffee. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. Yeah, that's, That stuff is so good. <laughs> that's a, what you do is uh, right there, right? Good for me. But he's got Big that fan. extrovert energy where they like just hit it off. And he was like, what's your number or what's your Instagram? Like, we got to hang out. And then now... Tim the barista will occasionally join us on uh, drinks. Hell yeah. Damn. Yeah. See? Just making friends. I think you just got to make a lot of friends and you got to just go go do stuff. Go do things you would normally do. Sign up for classes. All the things we say about just how to meet people in general, you know? And just talk to people and be genuine. And yeah, a low pressure way to exchange info is through like a social handle. So you're not like... Demanding and it's also like yeah. okay to make an effort. Like I think yeah. that's the thing. It's like you you can like try to be friends with someone. It actually does take some effort. I think it's just somewhere in there, like thinking, like and again, I don't really know how to um 
like where the line of how intentional this needs to be to make it like the line between like, cause if you're unthinking about, if you're a white person, you're unthinking about the race of your friend group, you wind up with only white friends 99% of the time. Um, and if you're a white person who's overly thinking about it, I guess you still wind up with all, all white friends 99% of the time because people of color are going to be like, that's a bad energy. Yeah. But you, so you have to put in a little effort. Or you're pursuing people that you don't actually enjoy spending time with. I think that's the big, that, that yeah. should be the big marker for you is like, if you're putting right. in effort be, because of this thing that's stressing you out, but yeah. yet you're, these aren't people you would hang out with or it's just not fun or it's not like... They're not your type right. of people. That's Except when Except for the fact that you want a, a, a token friend. <laughs> yeah. If you're yeah. bored, if you don't like their vibe, like that's when to stay away. But like. Yeah. That's, yeah. this is real ass advice for fucking once in our fucking lives. I feel like more and more with the pandemic, we get a, a lot more calls with people being like, how do I make friends? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just hard. Yeah. I guess that's true. Well, I mean, if it's safe for you, get in while the viral uh, loads are relatively low, I suppose. That's one start. (laughs) Just seemed like a weird, like, used car ad. What a terrible... Get in while the viral loads are relatively low. I mean, truly, I've just started planning my life life around that. It's like, well, there's going to be another spike, but Mm -hmm. not right this second, so... yeah. I don't know. Ugh, terrible advice. Don't listen to me about COVID. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, another VM? Sure. Yeah. Hi, Andrew, Tani, Kevin, and guests. Um, I was just driving and was behind a van that had a Yang 2020 bumper sticker on it, uh, but they had ripped the second zero of 2020 off and replaced it with the number four, like one of those stickers that you can get for your mailbox from the hardware store um so not really a question i just (laughs) thought that you would appreciate the commitment to um to such an interesting candidate of ours so there you go thanks for uh the show love it take care snitching on a stranger Mm -hmm. i'm just glad they saw a bumper sticker and didn't call the cops (laughs) (laughs) I will also, the main reason I chose this voicemail was I felt like this person had, I'm just going to to go on a limb and guess uh, they're white. And it had this like, like closing on calling Andrew Yang, even in square, scare quotes, square quotes, scare quotes, <laughs> a, a quote, interesting candidate is a little just like, white person not wanting to call an obvious white supremacist in Andrew Yang, an obvious white supremacist piece of shit. Fucking. They were just giving you <laughs> runway to do. I know. Yeah. What they knew. This you was an alley-oop for you. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, obviously like uh, Andrew Yang loves white supremacists more than anyone, including he, he is one himself. That's right. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything more that I wanted to say other than, like, there's no excuse now. Well, I mean, given the, like, everything this, again, white supremacist bootlicking motherfucker has said, um, to think, like, 24 is still a, like, you know, if you were fooled by the universal basic income 
like light that he was pushing initially like okay if you're really one of those very very basically you have to be like a very stupid it's like you know white supremacist who thinks they're a populist which i guess is pretty common actually to think that this motherfucker is still good in any way is there a chance that he's running is that a thing i don't know about this i i think he's probably sufficiently flamed out at this point having whiffed on you know elections on every level going down yeah um but you know as i said in the top half also like never put it past like the white part of the democratic party (laughs) and they and the regrettably enough of the asian part of the democratic party probably all the asian part of the people who identify as democrats Mm. Um, they love that white supremacist motherfucker. <laughs> I feel like I'm just playing like a very lackluster greatest hits album right now. I'm sorry. I just, I was hey, more latching on to the interesting candidate of this question, if I'm being honest. The I, caller, that really look, rankled the caller my put ass. The, the caller put the CD in the five disc changer. This is what they got. <laughs> yep. They put it in there. They wanted the greatest hits album, all killer, no filler. <laughs> I feel like if you need to, I hate that guy. If you need to modify your bumper sticker, you just you got to get a new bumper sticker. Yeah, like uh, student. Uh, oh yeah, I'm the honor honor roll, honor roll student, yeah, yeah. and then like adding underneath it like two years running. <laughs> yeah, modifiers is like <laughs> little bumper sticker modifiers. Oh, the worst. Guess I also you, just I've never thought of my car as a as needing to express information. Same. Yeah. Have you, are you, yeah. Have you ever been a bumper sticker person? No, no. Any of you? I've always feared it would like, I would take it off and then like the paint would just rip off the car or something. Yeah. Also, I don't think I have anything. I'm like passionate enough that I'm like, we got to put this on the Prius, babe. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We were talking about that. Just circling back to some of the Star Trek folk. There was a tattoo artist. I was going to say any tats. Yes, Kate Mulgrew, who played plays Captain Janeway because she's in the new um, Star Trek Prodigy show too, as like a hologram version of herself. They were getting her uh, signature on their forearm, and this person came up and showed it to me, and it was brand new. They had just gotten it done, and I was like, "Whoa!" It like scared me a little bit. I think I was like, (laughs) "I don't love anything that much." This passion is so intense. I mean, it was cool. They were so happy about it. But I was like, this is, this is wild. Yeah. But yeah, they were doing tats right on the convention floor. And I was like, wow, that, I don't know. I don't know what's weirder to be like drunk, like in Philly somewhere and being like, I'm with my best friends. I yeah. need a tattoo. Or to be like, I'm at a convention. I paid a lot of money for it. Everything I love is here. And I'm getting this Wait, specific you, thing. That You know that specifically. Did I say this already? Like literally, that's what how you, you got yours drunk in Philly? Exact, precisely how I got my tattoo. No, I did not <laughs> what? that at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, like a 1,000%. I was we're, probably the summer after college. I was like 22, 23, drunk in Philly. And it was literally just <laughs> wow. a thing I had, I had doodled already in, like, in college. My tattoo is just like just a doodle from a notebook. In college. Wow. I think <laughs> yeah. I said Philly because the last time I was there, or not the last time, but one of the times I was there, 
it was late at night and I just like left dinner and I was walking down that whatever that street is that has all the, you know, nightlife and wildness going on. Mm-hmm. And there were like a bunch of tattoo places, and I was like, "Man, this is a wild choice." Yeah, we 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 sought out a specific one that was, uh, I believe, at the time all owned and operated by women, but it was still they were still servicing the same community of Philadelphia <laughs> drunkards. Yeah, yeah. Of, so there was uh, some cool. There was some other like Starfleet emblems and stuff like that that I saw people getting. Um, that was cool. That's dope. Man, I have never thought is of it that. Dope? Like uh I, I tat- think so. Yeah, that is cool. But I've never thought about like a con having like tattoo artists before. It makes sense. That's just like I don't know. I yeah. would not have guessed it's a it. thing it's a thing to get done. Makes yeah. sense. It's cool. I think there's a lot more even more stuff like that. Um I'm going to uh Star Trek Las Vegas. Or it's not called that anymore, sorry. It's called fifty six year mission Vegas in August and that. <laughs> Everyone keeps telling me all the stuff that's at that one because it's one of the ones that's been going on Crazy. for like 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. That's Can't amazing. Um, it's all tattoo artists. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm just. Like, it's more of a tattoo convention. Yeah. Just tattoo panels and then me. <laughs> well, shit. We. This is this is an episode of a podcast, right? We did great. Um. Suboptimalpods.com if you want to subscribe, if you want to get uh, access to Yo Can We Live, which uh, now hearing from from folks that it might be the better show. It's certainly the more pleasant show as far as mindset goes. Um, I I, I think for quality, you know, there's pros and cons to both. Um, As long as you stay subscribed to this one so we get the same uh, advertising numbers, I don't get it. And listen. 323-389-7223. That's 323-389-RACE. I already said suboptimalpods.com. Kevin J. Bartell, Tronnie Newman, Andrew T. on social media, Suboptimal Pods on uh, Instagram. Wow. My brain stopped. You're awake and ready for bed. (laughs) Seriously, just straight up stopped. I don't know. That's a fucking show. We did it. Peace. Yep. Bye. This is Suboptimal.